Well, I'm ready if you're ready. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. We can get to bed at a decent hour. <clears throat> well, you might be able to. We'll find out why Kidder might be staying up late later after the podcast. <laughs> Until then. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. <laughs> Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that's less annoying than a door-to-door salesman who's clearly making up, you know, lies and other bullshit to try and get scam you into buying a security system you don't need. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here. As always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? My security system is Law and Order and Smith and Wesson. So I'm doing all right. Uh, It's Friday. This is time for us to get together, have some fun. And it's the end of a week. So that's good. Very exciting. Um, how about you and your Star Wars shirt there? Uh, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it's been a week, Kidder, as I, uh, as I always say. It's been a week. I'm glad the week is over, you know, because there's, there's been a lot of annoyance in my week, Kidder, which I will dive into. But I mean, first and foremost, I did have a guy come to my door trying to sell me a security system, you know, and he just would not take the hint. Like, and we were trying to leave. Like, we had somewhere to go, you know, and he's just like, da 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 da. I'm like, I, I, I really don't. Well, I, I'm in the neighborhood. Now, Kidder, I kind of almost think that this guy was trying to scam people because, I mean, he felt the need to drop my neighbor's names like he was some sort of legit guy. He's like, well, I've been talking to Ken and Pete. Have you been hearing what's going on in the neighborhood? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he dove into stuff like that. But then he starts into his, oh, yeah, we're with the security system. We mostly saw things like the uh, video camera doorbells. I'm like, I have one of those. I haven't hooked it up yet. We moved in recently. Oh, where'd you move from? Town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who, who who's is yours with? We have a ring system. I'm planning on putting it up this weekend. Oh, man. Have you heard? Those rumors are true. They are selling your videos, you know, on the Internet. Okay. Somebody... Really wants video of my driveway. Okay. Very exciting. They might catch a glimpse of the murder bird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's who you should have told him that your house is protected by the murder bird. And he I, didn't get that nickname for nothing. Yeah. Uh, 
but then he you know like it like i he's like okay well you know and i told him like I, we're trying to leave you know well maybe i'll stop by later and talk to you and the missus no please don't i see your orange car over here and that's in the driveway so if i see that in in your driveway i'm guessing that means you're home what's your other car look like the other car's in the garage and you will never see it and now you won't see mine because now we're parking both of them in the garage as a big, uh, you know, giving the finger to this guy who just would not take the hint. So he's either a scammer or he's just a really annoying salesman. But either way, Kidder, it just ticked me off because it's the kind of weirdos I end up having to deal with on a regular basis. I, You know, real life and digital world, it just continues and continues and... Um... You should have just called me because uh, I probably wasn't doing anything and I would have been happy to forcibly ex, uh, I, I guess, uh, <clears throat> shall we say, export him <laughs> from the property. I was going to say remove or expunge or, you know, a, a, a smattering of other words, but wouldn't have had to use too much force like leave <laughs> yeah 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 so that's just one of a great series of stories i have for you tonight kidder so oh great well before we get to all of those we need to do two things one of those being Tell you about our website, beerbluesbs.com, our Facebook page, search Beer Blues and BS, the YouTube page, search Beer Blues and BS, the audio versions on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and more, search Beer Blues and BS, or just go to beerbluesbs.com and find all of them, including our merch store where you can get uh, some awesome merchandise, including pint glasses and sweatshirts and t-shirts and things maybe we'll have to make a design of no means no or great i see that you're a traveling salesperson leave now or forever hold your peace i think we need to uh well i, I was going to go more on your whole like protect this house protected by the murder bird like we mm. need to make that like it like a parody of like the home security companies like logo and such you know do that this home because they're all pretty much about the same <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think we should do that at some point it's a very good idea i, I, I think like so we'll just we have to drink on it <laughs> yes so what's on tap tonight Howie Blues, do you have any other drinks that you need to drink before we drink a good drink? Or do we just go into the good drink? I say go into the good drink, and uh, we'll see if we get to the other drink. Which, uh, also, Kidder, um, you know, the episode that posted tonight uh, just happens to be the one where I drank a White Claw. And uh, my sister-in-law and I have maybe been commenting back and forth on uh, Facebook about the quality of White Claws and whether or not it was truly worse than the uh, Pabst Hard Coffee I had on the show. So it's been a it's been a good debate. Oh, I, I happened to catch some of that, and uh, you have to take that with a grain of salt because 
the taste preferences on one half of your sister-in-law aren't really in line with the taste preferences of say a podcast host with good beverages <laughs> just saying cuz I, I mean she willingly drinks television static so you got to take that recommendation with a grain of salt or static not be ecstatic about it you see what i did there yeah clearly so what we should do is have a good beer made by the confluence brewing company as you can see right there classy you got farmer john right there his silos is a grain or wheat field barley field etc look at them they got the hops and the combine and the everything right there it's a beautiful beautiful picture this is a multi-grain ale, in fact, and it's brewed and canned, as I mentioned, by Confluence Brewing Company. They are located at 1235 Thomas Beck Road in Des Moines, Iowa. We have driven by the brewery several times. It looks like a very classy establishment. And on the side, it says Farmer John's Multi-Grain Ale. When most people think of Iowa, they picture flowing fields of grain for miles and miles. Created by a third-generation farm boy, Farmer John's Multigrain Ale is amber waves of grain in a glass. A refreshing wheat ale. It features a base of two-row American barley malt, along with a large portion of wheat malt, a small dose of rye malt, and unmalted oats corn, and wheat. Lots of stuff happening in this can. Lightly hopped with English East Kent Golding's hops chosen for their subtle earthy qualities and finished with a locally grown Iowa Saz hops for their sweet floral essence to create a beer that's light in body and color with a velvety texture and an aroma as sweet as a freshly cut field of hay. I'm going to be allergic to this can. Farmer John's captures the endless bounty of Iowa in an easy drinking wheat ale. Confluence Brewing Company, 10 years. Right there. There's the whole story that you just heard as well. This is one full pint, which means 16 fluid ounces. This also is 5.8% alcohol by volume. So we get our bang for our 16 ounces. And other than that, local artist there, the uh, state of Iowa design on the side of the can and you know, the, uh, you know, independent craft beer logo. Um, uh, where good things come together. It's like the motto of this show. Mm -hmm. well, although Kidder, I, I'm going to take a, a little bit of a, a jab at him here on the can here it says follow me to beer this is an inanimate object you can't follow it anywhere unless somebody throws it or rolls it it doesn't move I mean I brought it to you so you didn't have to follow it anywhere right so false advertising already I'm calling shenanigans throw the flag blow the whistle Put the hand up. Delayed penalty coming. Two minutes in the box. 
other refing terms. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> like, I don't know how to follow that rant. <laughs> That's a referee rant. And we know that I've only guest referee to uh, been the guest official for a few instances. And yeah, they always end up with the referee winning. So, <laughs> you know, Kidder, when, when you're a ref and a good ref, you're always prepared to ref. I didn't even need a shirt. They know that I'm the law. <laughs> yeah, we can get that out of here. At first sip, there it's not too bad. He's thinking about it. You know, Gitter. It, it is maybe the fact that I've uh, drank so many weird things on this show that when I have something that's just clearly just a plain wheat beer, <laughs> I'm kind of bored. <laughs> <sighs> We've come this far. There's no, there's, we're done. <laughs> we we can't go on anymore. He's bored with beer, and that's the first ingredient in the show. Like, we just got to hang it up now. That's not Thanks that for I'm... joining us for the past year and change. We'll, we'll, we won't catch you down the dusty trail. It's not that I'm bored with beer. I'm just saying like this, which is just kind of a simple wheat beer. While it's an easy drinker and, and all of that, it's just, I don't know. doesn't excite me. You know? Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like been drinking all this risky stuff. You know, there's there's just no adrenaline rush. There's no like, oh my gosh, what am I getting into? It's just a wheat beer. Kids <sighs> <laughs> like, I'm just not prepared for this tonight. I Howard's in the mood. I've had a long day. I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I didn't drink enough before we started, I think. Uh, yeah, no, Kidder. I, here's the thing. I have been dealing with enough crazy shit at work that I can't talk about. My wife has come off of four nights in a row of working. It's just been kind of so crazy busy and again i have some stories to tell that i think that's just like yay a reasonable adult who i can have a conversation with woohoo you know it's so i might be a little overly excited because it's like woo you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not all of the assholes I have dealt with this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll try and drink faster so we can have a second beer. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, truthfully, Kidder, uh, Volbeat's Counting All the Assholes song. Still per- counting, yes. Yeah. Perfect theme song for this week. Just perfect. But, you know, that means you're calling yourself an asshole as well, because you're definitely not alone. 
you're not alone. Correct. You're here you're with me as well. Liar, you're a cheater. You're a fool. <laughs> Just ah. like you. Yeah. So, Kidder, uh, I partook last night um, after I finally got rid of that annoying salesman. Um, in one of your favorite sports. That's right. We went to a Larks game last night. I was going to say underwater basket weaving, but you got to it first. So, yeah, sorry. Sorry that I, I stomped on clearly a superior underwater basket weaving joke because those are so hard to come by because they're underwater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, more, that, more where that came from. <laughs> Stay yeah. tuned for that. Yeah, see, Little Miss uh, actually was selected to be the baby bird of the game. And so, um, Kidder, I know you've been to at least one Larks game. Um, I don't know. If one. They, yeah, I don't know if they were doing the baby bird or they did it the night that you were there. But it's kind of a, a neat, like, Lion King parody thing where they kind of sneak the baby on and... They play the uh, circle of life. And when it gets to the whole thing, then one parent holds the baby up, you know, for everyone to see. Um, but there's a little thing. But it came with free tickets to the game. And, uh, you know, which, which you can't complain. Um, mm -hmm. And we took uh, my sister-in-law and her husband. Um, kind of partially as a birthday gift and partially as just, a, hey, you're fun people. We'll hang out with you. You know, um, and uh, Jitter, do you want to do you want a hot take right off the bat? Bam! Let's do it. If you answer a phone call and the person on the other end of the line is not dying during the national anthem, you are an asshole. That's right. We're standing there. The game's about to get ready. And the all of a sudden, someone's phone rings. The person right behind us starts ringing. Most people hit silent, you know, or like my phone, I can flip it and it'll cut the sound, you know, would have been fine because, you know, that's understandable. But no, this person literally answered the phone. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be there shortly. They're they're singing the national anthem right now. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be there. Heading there now. <laughs> During the national anthem, we ended up kidding. These were some of the worst people. Like I, again, because I attract weird people. Of course, I had to have the people who sat behind me be the most annoying people throughout the entire game. You know, whether it was the daughter who knew nothing about baseball, so kept asking questions. You know, like, so when one of the players stole second base, she goes, wait, what did he do? Well, he stole second base. He can do that? You just watched him do it. She had to complain constantly about the fact that at the game, you could either buy a beer wine or if you didn't want a beer your only other option was a bud light seltzer and she was unhappy because she wanted to drink alcohol but not a bud light seltzer 
So he had that griping. You had the son who was like, like annoyingly talking to his mom the whole time because they're going to Medora at the end of August and he wants to get a tea time for bully pulpit. So he's trying to find a time that he can go and mom's upset because she didn't know that he wanted to go to bully pulpit. So she didn't get that as part of the package and he, she, he should get it as part of the package because then it's cheaper, but he wants to go Sunday morning. She's like, no, we got the brunch. He's like, well, what time's the brunch at? Well, it's at 1 o'clock. If it's at 1 o'clock, it's not brunch, Mom. Well, I don't know. That's what it's for. We have tickets. You're going. Okay, then I'll set my tea time for later. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So they they did that the whole game. It was oof, rough. Um, mm -hmm. But hey, I will say, Kidder. Besides the folks behind me, it was a it was a great game. Uh, the Larks started off with a, a really hot third inning, scored four runs. I mean, they had a triple, they had a double. It was it was some good um, good baseball. Uh, a lot of players getting hit by pitchers. Um, throughout the game there must have been like eight or ten hit by pitch um throughout the course of the game so that was kind of crazy um anyway we went up by four uh the duluth huskies came back we're ahead by two and we ended up squeaking out the win winning seven to six um so it only one really bad bs call and it was really that the umpire I was upset that the third base coach challenged him on one of the calls. And so he was immediately like the same thing pretty much happened again. He just called him out and then you watched him just run for the outfield. Like after he called him out, the large player, everybody was booing. Um, but overall, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun, but I had to share that because of the jerks behind us, Kidder, because that just fits the theme of the week. So Apparently, <clears throat> I mean, I at least know an all right amount of information about baseball. I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I have had more fun going to those games and not paying attention to the game itself, which is not a reason to go because you can do that elsewhere, like at a bar or a restaurant or something else. The parking lot. I don't know. But the the person who had the phone and the national anthem, if uh, and this this should be permitted under the law where if somebody does that or if you're not aware, it is in the United States Century Code that uh, all men are supposed to remove their caps and put their hand over their heart as a requirement when the National Anthem is played. So, number one, always put your hand over your heart during the National Anthem. Show some damn respect. And then number two, again, related to the phone, it should be permitted to rip that phone out of that person's hand, snap it in half, and throw each half in complete opposite directions. They don't need to talk on the phone anymore. They don't need that phone. 
they just lost their rights to have a phone. It's just like <clears throat> a, a coworker of mine and I have this discussion a lot. Frustrating drivers. You drive like an asshole. You don't use your turn signal. So you know what? You don't use your turn signal. You just lost your right to vote. <laughs> Psh, done. <laughs> you know why? Because you're stupid. You don't use your turn signal. So clearly you don't understand the rules of society. So you should not be allowed to vote. Done. How long? Forever. <laughs> you, can, you can put in petitions every year. And perhaps on the 20th anniversary of uh, you losing your rights, you might have a hearing to potentially see if you have used your turn signal on every turn and lane change since then. I, that's one that I've never understood as people who don't use the turn signal, because it's not like that's a hard thing to do. You know, it's not like it's four button pushes, you know, to start a recording on a Google meet. It's usually either an up motion or a down motion or a forward or a backward, but it's, it's not hard. That's how it goes. But here we are. <sighs> so there's that. And then of course you're still, you know, at baseball and whatnot, much rather travel and go to a hockey game. Hey, you know, I, I do enjoy hockey more than baseball, but I I don't mind going to a baseball game. Um, you know, I played baseball as a kid uh, up until it got too competitive. You know, when when our star star player struck out and came back to the dugout and threw his bat and nearly hit four of us, I was done. It's like, eh, it's a strikeout. You know, even at the pro level, they strike out. It's not worth throwing your bat over. You know, I it just when it gets to be that competitive, I stop. But I, I still I enjoy kinder. Just it was it was fun to just sit outside. It was a beautiful night last night. You know, to watch the sunset over that uh, over the you know municipal stadium, which the is almost camp. <laughs> oh, I, I was I was going more for just the beauty of the surroundings, kidder. Uh, <laughs> or the trailer park. <laughs> You can't see the trailer park from there. It's off to the side. I had a beautiful shot of downtown. I could see Camp Hancock State Historic Site in the background. It's <laughs> stop, 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 stop killing my good time, kidder. Stop it. Stop <laughs> being a bus kill. That's why I didn't invite you to baseball. I <laughs> well, I I've been invited to Lark's games. Two or no, three times in the past three weeks, I've had something going on each night, and I can't say that I really want to go. <laughs> as Sorry. I said, uh, you know, it, you just you have to view it very much as the experience. Like you go, you sit, you watch the game. You don't have to get fully invested. You drink a beer. You enjoy being outside, and uh, yeah, you know, you just. My first Larks game set the expectation a little bit high for future Larks games. And here's why. Number one, didn't have to pay for the ticket. Had a ticket from a friend. Perfect. Number two, had the all-you-can-eat food through the end of the third inning. 
perfect. Number three had the all you can drink package through the end of the third inning, which included the alcohol. So I got, well, pretty much almost drunk by the end of the third period. I think I had six beers by that point. And then it went downhill from there, not because I couldn't get free alcohol anymore or extra food because I was stuffed. No, <clears throat> my friend voluntold the people to come get me for the intermission entertainment. So I got stuck in one of those giant inflatable clear balls where you have to put yourself in it and then run your ass toward the other people and knock them over. I guess I could say that it's lucky I didn't puke in the mofo because it was hot and I was, it, it killed my buzz. Mm. See, now I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make you do a b between the innings game, kidder. That that's no, you know me. I no, uh -uh, not my, I could see, not my I could see you doing it. No, actually I no, I'm much more of a, hey, I want to just sit here and enjoy the atmosphere that that's really how i i do view it i i i don't want a part of any of that um like it was great that uh little miss was the baby bird and that was fun but even that was a bit stress inducing like you had to get there and then you had to stand there and wait till we were needed and making sure we were in the right place and that was too much i just like no i just want to I just want to sit in my chair, eat my hot dog, drink my beer. Is that a Cloverdale uh, hot dog? It was. It was. Those are the best hot dogs. Yeah. Cloverdale. Hey, Kidder, want another hot take? Cloverdale summer sausage is the best summer sausage that's available on the market anywhere? No. This is a different hot take. That was my hot take. I, I see. <laughs> stop, stop hijacking my saying, Kidder. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I enjoy a good, uh, I enjoy a good um, flavored popcorn, you know, like a cheddar or a caramel, but birthday cake popcorn. Gross. It was. It was. It's all they had. My wife picked it up uh, for us to eat popcorn and Junior loved it. But I was like, yep, this tastes like crunchy birthday cake. Ugh. So I think we still have a little bit left. It it's it was too sweet and not in like the cool NWO too sweet. It was just too sweet. Just doesn't sound good. That's it doesn't even sound interesting to me. How about you talking hot takes? Here's one for you. You know, the cookie place on the north end. Crumble the cookies store. Well, I wasn't going to throw their name out, but <clears throat> I did. Maybe, maybe that place. The missus seems to love their cookies and she goes up and spends, you know, 50 bucks on five cookies, comes back with them and here, try this. No. Well, just try it. No, get that shit out of my face. Oh, just try it. You're going to like it. Fine. So you shut up. I'll try it. Oh, yeah. Gross. Sorry, had to drop the F-bomb because it's so how much it pisses me off. And it's every 
cookie. How do you make every cookie taste the same? How? They're different flavors of cookie. How do you do that? Mm. All these are really good. No, go to Walmart, buy the 12 to 16 pack of sugar frosted cookies for $4, which is cheaper than one of their damn cookies. And you get 12 delicious, delectable, tasty, soft morsels of happiness in one box. Yes, those taste the same because they're all the same type of cookie. But you could also get a chocolate chip cookie if you want. 12 of those for the price of one. I don't get it. Oh, this is a... This is a monster M&M oatmeal raisin frosted cookie. I don't care. I don't want it. Well, I'll just try. No, I don't know. Get it. Get it away from me. Yeah, but just try it. Fine. Like in Super Troopers. Just eat the damn soap. <laughs> Takes it and throws, you know, takes a big bite, throws the damn thing like. That, that's how I feel. Now, if it were donuts from Bear Scat Donuts, there with all of the delicious flavors of donuts, the specialty donuts, the regular donuts, I will pay a premium for that tasty, fresh donut covered in that icy, glazed frosting with some Oreo pieces on it, or perhaps the caramel and the Twix pieces on top or even the frosted flakes version or the fruity pebbles. There's even a pop rocks version where it's the glaze on top and then they, they put the pop rocks on top, but it doesn't ruin them. So then when you eat it, it still pops in your mouth. This is why we can't have nice things because there's companies out there like a certain cookie company that crumble your hopes and dreams of delectable cookies. So um, I'm going to disagree with you on the crumble cookies. I don't think they all taste the same and I don't think they taste terrible. However, I will say they are overpriced. I will agree with you on that. They, they aren't worth the price tag. So, so this is so my hot take. <laughs> hey, Get hot take is, is hot take is meant to be disagreeable. Okay, right? It's it's supposed to be. So is it? Listen, I thought yes. it was everybody just uh, accepts it and then moves on with their life because now they've learned something. No, no, it's it's meant to be controversial. So people will put comments down below and say, "I agree with Kidder," you know, on this, or "I agree with Howard." Hmm. Um, I will also say on the. Bear Scat Donuts, I will agree they're good. However, all of the ones you named, I would never buy because all of those extra topping stuff just fall off and make a mess. So, no, man. That's why you eat them in the store <laughs> over the box because then they're in the box and then it's kind of like uh, uh, when you eat uh, uh, a pulled pork sandwich. You're eating it, and you got some pulled pork that drops out of the sandwich onto your plate, and then you grab your little fork, and then you have a little bonus at the end. It's just like that. 
No, mm. what all you end up looking like is like a, a prairie dog or a ground squirrel eating that because you're just sitting over the box going. That was an excellent visual joke. Well, Sario audio listeners, check out the YouTube channel to see we do that. Yeah. I mean, they could they could hear you. But uh, I mean, that would be a great shirt, too. And a good note that I'm not going to go eat donuts with you because because you're going to look like a damn prairie dog, ground squirrel or gopher or something like that. No, not a gopher, that, man. That, gophers suck. Yeah, the gophers. Um, so I guess uh, we just got to keep the nuts away from Howard. This has been the best rant slash tangent ever. <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple weeks since we've had one of these. Yeah, it, it uh, it's 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 good. We we should uh, probably get back to you know the regular stuff that we talk about on this show. Otherwise, people might actually mistake this for being fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, tr that's true. I was going to say that uh, we could talk about regular stuff, but it's not like Lane caught this part anyway. So there's that. All right. Uh, how are you doing on your uh, your beer, by the way? I think I'm probably two-thirds finished. I'm a bit behind that. I'm about half. Okay. Well, let's talk about a topic then. Wrestling. Pretty good week for wrestling. Maybe not for some, but I think for most, it was a good week for wrestling. Of course, in WWE, as we talked about last week, as it broke, Vincent Kennedy McMahon has retired because they finally found out that he paid over $14 million in hush money out of WWE's coffers instead of his own. So, eh, you know, federal investigation, potential federal charges, which speaking of uh, federal charges, apparently Shakira is facing eight years in prison due to tax issues. That was um, information that came out today. I'm like, really? Shakira? I, okay. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, Kidder. Those hips don't lie. Thank you for making that joke. I am happy that I softballed that one for you. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, Kidder, um, before you, you jump to the next one. Infield point, triple. Yeah. Um, I, I was just going to say, I... I Last week, you threw uh, the Vince stuff at me, and I kind of had to react to it like on the fly for some truly terrible radio. Because um, <laughs> it was. It was bad. I've edited it in a way that it's better, but it, it was bad at the moment. Um, so here's some, here's some more well-thought-out thoughts on this. <laughs> what are we doing on this show anymore? <laughs> Oh, I broke Kidder. It was great. <laughs> just just put some notes up. Full screen. Just put some notes up. It'll make sense for the people watching this. For those of you listening to the audio version, check the show notes. There's probably some kind of thing down in the description that you'll find that might be helpful at this point. If not, just go to the next time code. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I was going to say... Um, you know, 
I, I admitted I was I was wrong in saying that nothing would happen from all this hush money scandal, you know, and I, I I'll, I'll admit that I was wrong on that, um, you know, and it really is something big. I mean, we haven't had a major shakeup like this in in the wrestling industry and world for a long time. I mean, this is huge. This is, you know, Vince McMahon, the guy who picked apart and destroyed the territory system. You know, he changed what wrestling is. He changed to, you know, to the product that we know today, where it's, you know, national product and syndicated and, you know, big WrestleMania events and all that. I mean, he did a lot of that. And him stepping down, that's a that's a big deal in that sense. Because it was something I think most of us thought he would die before retire. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's that. Do I think this means that we're going to get changes right away? No. Um, I think it'll be a, a bit of a slow change, but I do think we will see changes. I know, um, and I'll kind of uh, okay, uh, hit the point. We, we know that Triple H is now in charge of creative. I know a lot of people tuned into Raw this week, hoping that it was going to be like some amazing like change and, and such. And from all the accounts I heard, it wasn't bad. It was just a okay, decent Raw, you know. Raw on Monday was the last episode that Vince wrote. So as of SmackDown this evening and beyond, it is the creative team and Triple H making the decisions. So Max Dupree, who was basically fired last week from the Max model whatever i don't pay attention to it uh, <laughs> he he was like out and then uh tonight hey i'm still in the group hey guys <laughs> so there's things like that that are now happening already yeah so within the same week basically yeah i mean i i'm not saying that there won't be changes and that you know in like two weeks or in a month the product might be very different it's going to take him a little bit to, you know, Triple H is going to have to establish his writing team, you know, and does he keep everybody who was a Vince guy there? Hard to say, um, you know, he built his own team um, for NXT and they did very well. So could we see the return of people like the road dog, you know, back to NXT? It's funny or that you mentioned even, Road Dog, just as a since you brought up Road Dog. Uh, he has been tweeting to Tony Khan of AEW about how uh, uh, problematic, I guess you could say, their product is, and call me, make you know, make me an offer, hire me, please almost not embarrassing but uh bizarre of hey <clears throat> you should hire me you need to hire me but as you said now that uh 
Now that Vince is gone, I mean, he could be rehired to the WWE creative staff or training staff or any of it. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, a lot of people really liked Triple H's NXT and the, the takeover shows. I mean, that was some great stuff. And I am sure we are going to see different wrestling matches. You know, it, you're not going to have to be the super big, strong guy to be champion. We're going to see some of the smaller guys be champion. And there are some, you know, Triple H guys who are still on the roster. So we could see it maybe a decent run from uh, Finn Balor. You know, we might get to see some other people come back. You know, we could see Tyler Breeze come back. You know, there's there's a lot of potential for that in there. And we might see WWE pick up some more of the guys from AEW because, let's face it, the AEW roster is bloated. And some of those guys, if they get a chance to jump ship and go somewhere and possibly be something and have a shot at being higher in the picture, you know, we might see some of that. We'll probably see more tag teams. You know, we might actually see factions because, believe it or not, Triple H had created several factions throughout uh, his time in NXT. We'll probably see more and better stuff out of the women's division because under Triple H, we got the rise of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, you know, and, and that whole crew. So we could be heading towards something really good. It might just take time to get there. So that's my, my more well thought out take on this whole Vince scandal. So I have to say I hate Judgment Day and what Vince and Creative did to it by putting Finn Balor in charge. I mean, whatever. He could have joined the faction, but how they beat up Edge and kicked him out of the group that he formed takes all interest from me out of it because Damian Priest, eh, whatever. And then Rhea Ripley, they gave her something to do. And she ended up apparently wearing a heart monitor and having some serious health issues, which is why she wasn't seen on the program for a few weeks in a row. <clears throat> and then just showed up to help beat up the Mysterios, who that's the Judgment Day is now feuding with the Mysterios. Uh, that, it, it doesn't do anything for me. The pieces that were laid by edge and the promos that were cut you know your judgment day is coming these things that they put together were very interesting to me and then but well, we're gonna do it a different way and you don't have a say and if, go along with it or you're out of the group well i think it's dumb okay you're out of the group that <clears throat> that mentality is it's so asshole-like that it, it it doesn't get anybody anywhere and the product suffers because, because of that. So Judgment Day, I have minimal interest in. You know, they might try and fix it now. I doubt it. 
They've been running vignettes that uh, feature Edge. It doesn't specifically say Edge, but you can tell if you freeze frame it at certain points. The uh, different imagery that's within the scenes, you can see it's Edge. So when is he coming back? How is he coming back? Like these sorts of questions, hopefully answered soon. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow at SummerSlam or if it will be yet in another two to four weeks, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, I, I would almost guess Kidder that what they'll do is they'll probably go through with SummerSlam as plans are currently set. Cause it doesn't make sense to change anything right now. You know, you've, you've already been doing your marketing. You've been doing your builds no point in shaking things up now. I would say that, and this would be my prediction, that the Raw after SummerSlam is where we'll start to see more of the dramatic changes. I, I think that we'll see them start to pull the trigger on some things, try and fix some things, drop some things, build some things, and start. Because right now, now that you're kind of getting done with SummerSlam, the next big thing to build towards is... Oh, yeah. And you got to start laying that groundwork now. So I I would say they'll probably stick with it. It might not be the same results that they were planning um, from SummerSlam because I'm sure that they have a direction they want to go. At least I'm hoping they start to have a direction they want to go. And if Triple H is really in charge, they will because that was what he was doing with takeovers. He had his ideas of what takeover was going to be and they they built to that you know and they they set the groundwork they laid it in to build towards those takeover matches and because and this is why one of the reasons i liked the takeovers because of how they set it up they could you could rest a belt right you didn't need every title defended on every takeover, you could rest some people and use another feud that you've been building for longer. So it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of SummerSlam. Yeah. And in 24 hours, we'll know. (laughs) And that video as of this release, has been out for two weeks. So please go watch it. <laughs> Other than that, I watched Raw, not quite live, but fast-forwarded through it, and I don't remember much of it. It was forgettable, very forgettable. It is what it is. But AEW, on the other hand, I watched most of it. And it was pretty darn good. The episode was called Fight for the Fallen, which was a dynamite episode. And tonight continued into the Rampage as well. Now, the interesting things they donated... $100,000 to the Oceana Foundation uh, as part of a Shark Week collaboration. So good for them. 
helping out uh, some uh, foundation that tries to help aquatic life and uh, those sorts of things. So very good. <clears throat> uh, Brian Danielson returned, had a match. was pretty good as the main event. He lost, but still was pretty good. Uh, also of note, the FTW champion, Ricky Starks. He's the longest reigning FTW champion. He had a match against Danhausen. <clears throat> well, Danhausen lost, and uh, Ricky Starks celebrated. And then Hook came out, challenged him, took up the challenge, and Hook beat him up, taking the FTW championship. So Hook is now 12-0. and 0. Yes, on his 12th match, he won a championship. I mean, it's not like it's officially recognized as like a championship championship because it's the FTW championship, but it's Taz's championship. And so it only makes sense that, you know, after 12 matches officially that uh, I guess he wins that as his first championship. Uh, aside from that, Anna J is now part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Excellence in sports entertainment. And so she's a heel. Of course, Anna J was with uh, the Dark Order. So now she has flipped into the heel mode and is uh, there. Hangman Adam Page is kind of torn between the Young Bucks and the newly announced Trios Championships. He was uh, kind of being like, hey, guys, what's up? We should, you know, think about this. And then the Dark Order's like, hey, what's up, Adam? How's it going? And he's like, oh, yeah, guys, what's up? <clears throat> so, you know, they're building a little bit of questionable feelings there between the Dark Order and the Young Bucks for Hangman Adam Page. Uh, last weekend at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, I think it was Death Before Dishonor. I could be wrong. I don't remember. But uh, Claudio Castagnoli won the Ring of Honor World Championship. First time he's held that belt. Congratulations on winning that title. And a great win for the Blackpool Combat Club. Because, <clears throat> you know, they're kicking ass, taking names. Especially with, I almost said uh, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> with John Moxley. Uh, being the interim AEW world champion. So there's some good stuff happening over there. And uh, Wheeler Yuta is still the Ring of Honor. Uh, I just had it. <clears throat> he, he's the. Oh, what the hell is it now? The uh, It's like the authentic wrestling championship. <clears throat> hmm. Pure champion. That's what it is. Ah. 
so he still holds that. He won at the, the pay-per-view as well. Uh, their next pay-per-view is also coming up in a few weeks, even as this is released. Just looking down the calendar. It's not even in the next, you know, little bit. So that's a couple things to look forward to. And we will have the mediocre coverage that you've come to expect right here on Beer, Blues, and BS. Anything else you want to chat about with Raslin as he's... (laughs) No, I'm uh, I, I'm good. That was pretty much um, all of like the wrestling stuff I had. I had on the whole Vince stuff and uh, I Haven't really had a lot of time to follow uh, anything else going on. I've been doing a lot of editing lately. Get her to get us caught up and in a position uh, to. You know, if we need to take a night off, we now have a clip show put together. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So at some point, people will see it and they'll be like, oh, this is what they were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) How good is it? Uh, You know, it's not not bad. It's not bad. About as entertaining as a regular show. So that says something. Uh, you know, there's some good laugh out uh, loud moments to it, um, and such. Uh, yeah, there's there's some there's some things in there, Kidder. Like uh, a, there's a particular piece of our merch that we have had on sale on the merch store. That I'd like to think that maybe the reason why it has never taken off and sold is because the bit of conversation where that inspired the shirt has never actually aired. (laughs) So look forward to that at some point in the future when we can't make an episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Hey, hey, I I did finish where I put it. Okay. Uh, Here's a, here's a confession for you. You kidder. Um, let me move one thing. So because of when we record this and how late we get, sometimes we're talking afterwards and such. Um, I don't always clean up right after the podcast and where this happens to create a problem as we go on a little field trip is I, I kind of have a, a desk that is just filled with all of the empties. <laughs> you alcoholic. So, so I, I went to reach for this one to go, look, kidder. It's done. It's gone. And I had to sit here and go like, wait, 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 which, which, which beer is it? Um, 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 yeah. So yeah, I need to, I need to clean that up. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, this could be considered a meeting. So that makes you officially an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, no, I think it just makes me a bit of a slob. Probably what it actually um, so is that a behind the curtain in the middle of the show i mean you got to put the little the the curtains opening over the Uh, you know you know it's it's just an example of the uh the the workflow that goes into this and the fact that yes we do this late at night and oftentimes kidder like we finish the show 
I take off the headphones and I just go to bed because I have kids who get up at like seven in the morning and it's like, I need to try to get some sleep and all of that. And it's like, I'll deal with those beer cans tomorrow. And then the next week comes down and I'm like, I, uh, I need to deal with those beer cans. Well, I guess I'm adding to the collection tonight. But uh, you can I was saying, right? putting them on the the rack behind you, just just start stacking them up and be you know, like uh, the old apartment where we had the collectible alcohol items, like the jug of sangria after it was emptied as a trophy, and the <laughs> uh, juice can that was up there yeah it was a juice can put up there uh no because i like all of my uh gaming memorabilia and such i know it looks like there's an empty space like right about where my finger is there kind of in that kind of whole gap but actually it's a bunch of uh painted miniatures that i have done that are is filling that waiting for me to organize the cave of wonder so that i can um <clears throat> put them away but uh, no, the reason I brought up the fact that I finished that beer is I think it's time for what's on tap round dos. So, Kidder, what do you have? Oh, you beat me to it. Ha! Bam! Bam! Unfortunately, due to the rules of beer, blues, and BS, it means I have to reveal first. It's like Emeril Lagasse. Hey, you want some more seasoning in this? Uh? Bam! Yeah. Well, Kidder, uh, I'm drinking this one um, for for my wife um, because, uh, as I said, she came off of four overnights this week, then had to deal with the kids and with everything else, including some uh, hail damage because we took some hail damage, Kidder, in that uh, hailstorm that came through. Um, and she hasn't been getting a lot of sleep, and so... Uh, Kidder, she could use one of these. I have here uh, from the Oscar Blues Brewery. It's a Mama's Little Yellow Pills. Yeah. Uh, it is a Bohemian Pilsner, 4.7% alcohol by volume. And uh, being that it's an Oscar Brewery, there's no notes on this, Kidder. I can't tell you anything about it except that it's a Pilsner. So, into the unknown. The last uh, Oscar Blues uh, brewery beer that I had, I enjoyed. So, I'm hoping this one lives up to it. Not much for a smell. Let's give it a let's give it a good old taste. Hmm. It's not bad. Um, it again falls kind of into that like wheat beer is kind of boring right now. Um, rating, but I do like it just a tad bit better than the uh, the Farmer John's, but it's not by much. Like, if I were to give the Farmer John's a rating here in what's on tap round two, mostly to bug the local geek because I didn't give a rating the first time around. Like I would give that one like a three, 
yeah, like a three. And I might give this like a 3.2. Like it's just like slightly better, but it's not, it's nothing fancy, but it's not a bad drinker. Just, it's all right. What do you got? <clears throat> hmm. Well, it reminds me that I need to apparently rate the Confluence Brewing. And uh, I think that I could have a few of these. So I gave this like a... I mean, the cane looks really nice, too. So there's that. I mean, the, the farmer, look at him. He's got that shit-eating grin on his face. Like, he's he's really happy. Like, ah, I grew, grew a bunch of this barley. It's going to get turned into some beer. It's going to be some great beer. <clears throat> so I give it like a uh, four. So I could drink some more of those. As for this one, a brand new one off of this, we continue the Iowa collection. This is the Tipsy in Tijuana Mexican lager. Look at that mustache, Howie Blues. I mean, it looks pretty much just like you. Just needs a goatee. <laughs> A little bit of a beard going, maybe. Uh, this one is 12 fluid ounces, 5% alcohol per volume. It's by the Back Pocket Brewing Company. It says drink local. Uh, <clears throat> um, this uh, beer was brewed on 420. Oh, boy. Um, ah. Tiny tasting notes or something here. All right. <clears throat> As you can see, it's very legible. Look at that. A light color text on a light color background. Contrast, people. Graphic design 101. Okay. And please recycle. Holy shit. I feel like I need glasses and I have 2020 vision. Uh, our signature Mexican lager returns this year with a hint of key lime juice and salt brewed with a flaked corn rice and hopped with motuca motuca M O T U E K A motuca. No, sounds more Italian. <clears throat> The uh, ABV on this is 5, the IBUs, 24, and the FLOZs are 12. Catch all that? Mm -hmm. uh, made in Coralville, Iowa. You can visit them at backpocketbrewing.com. And for this, <clears throat> getting out the trusty... Yeti Fighting Sue Cooler. I, I guess it's not really a cooler. It's more of a koozie. Keep it cool. So let's check it out. Let's open it up. For a moment there, uh, Kitter, I lost my beer again amongst the cans. This is becoming a real Bro. issue. Bro! Put a koozie on it. We know you're a slow drinker, so then you at least know which one's coldest. <laughs> I don't have a koozie down here, man. Um, Pour it in your official Triple B pint glass, available at beerbluesbs.com. 
Yeah, but that's upstairs, man. I'd have to go all the way up. Or at beerbluesbs.com. Then wait for like the week for it to be delivered. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> but I mean, that's that's pretty damn good for uh, creation and shipping, especially in these times. I don't know how well I'm going to like this because it smells pretty hoppy straight off the get go, and it, but it looks light. Wow. I I am somewhat pleasantly surprised because it 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 tastes like you are or have been drinking a beer, like a light beer, and having those tasty fresh squeezed lime and salted cooked chips at Qdoba. Yeah, not too bad. I still won't rate it like very high because it has those IPA tastes to it, but I'm pleasantly surprised. Let's see how I fare when I take a few more drinks. You really get a lot of lime with it, which is nice. It's not... <clears throat> For me, it's not as good as uh, Bud Light Lime. I I really enjoy those on a hot day. And it's been a few years since I've had uh, one or two of those on a hot day. So I think we need to change that, Howie Blues. Mm -hmm. But, uh, hmm. Yeah. Not too bad. Maybe a three and a half. Maybe a tree fitty. Not bad. Not bad at all. Especially with the IPA tastes on it. Yeah. You know, speaking of hot days, uh, Kidder, um, you know, uh, I'm going to be out of town next week. Um, my uh, The family on my dad's side is getting together. Uh, we haven't gotten together in quite a few years. Um, and the last two times that the family has gotten together, it's be because of funerals. So there was a real push for us to do kind of a family get together. Um, I have family members who've never met my kids. So that's kind of a big thing. So the family's getting together um, and such and kind of spending a weekend together. And uh, I got contacted get her about, Hey, we're going to do a golf event. We're going to play best ball, random teams. Kidder, I, don't think I've picked up clubs in like five years. Um, <clears throat> has it been I mean, that long? I think so. The last time that I played, and you might might give you a better sense because I, I I I didn't go back in Facebook to look at the year. Um, it was we played New Salem, and it was you and me and brother Nico, and that was before you were married. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going back, and as I go back, one of the first pictures that comes up is this one. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just have to share that. Um, I hate that photo. <sighs> or there's also this one of you in handcuffs. I mean, I don't know what was going on there, but 
you know, there's there's that. Um, or the the finger finger point of doom, right? There's, yeah, there's that one. Oh crap! That finger is um, upstairs. Or going back even farther, look at that. That that one. That's a classic right there, out of the old ranch truck. Mm-hmm. Or I guess even going back even farther from the apartment in Grand Forks. Look at that hair. Look at that guy and that old phone. <laughs> look at that. That's uh, uh, you can't see it because it blurred out. But man, that's a damn good, a damn good. Oh, ah, here's there's one. I was going to say, I'm waiting for the Slim Jim photo to come up. There it is. And uh, because not to be confused with the igloo uh, uh, plastic painting incident, this is where the two of us looked awfully high, but we were just editing films, and I thought it would be funny to take a picture. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Before you with been... glasses, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was back when I could stare at a computer all day and feel fine. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to find that uh, picture, but I don't think that we actually took a picture uh, out on the, the golf course. No. <clears throat> but it, but it's been like, as I said, at least five years. So it, uh, it's been a while. Um, I was kind of thinking I needed to, and I just haven't really seen yet. I was going to say, man, Kidder, I should have, uh, found a time this week and said, Hey, Kidder, we should just blow, blow off a day of work. Go hit the links so I can, uh, not be quite so rusty. Um, because like the, the people I'm playing with Kidder, like some of them, like, play on their high school golf teams and win tournaments and like golf is what they do. So whoever I get partnered with, I am just going to be nothing more than a detriment. Yeah. 27th, 2017. Yeah. So five years, the weapon. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the golf club, not me. So, but we'll see. Maybe I'll try because um, we're leaving Friday. So I might have to try and go like to the driving range and try and hit a few balls and such. So if you have an evening free, kidder, want to go hit some balls, let me know. I mean, Tuesday, it's supposed to be the high of uh, about 102, so that'd be perfect. <laughs> okay, we'll talk after the show. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Or we won't, and I'll use the five years as an excuse for why I play so poorly <clears throat> this next weekend. I mean, <clears throat> just at least time to clean off the weapon <laughs> make sure it hasn't rusted it it hasn't rusted it's in a very nice protective und fighting sue uh golf bag that uh is uh a lot prettier than my game so hmm. yeah 
You're right. Uh, truth, like Kidder, I'm actually like a little worried about the fact that I have the weapon in my bag. <clears throat> uh, because my dad used to use the weapon um, to basically, they, they would do uh, driving range contests with it for money. And then he tried to sell it, and that's when I stole it. And it's been in my bag. And uh, every now and then he brings it up because he knows he didn't actually sell it. He's like, I keep looking for it, and I haven't found the weapon. Uh, he doesn't call it the weapon. I haven't found that little kid's seven wood we used to have. I always wondered what happened to it. So I mean, he doesn't watch this show, so he's not going to know. No, no. I mean, he'll never know, but I'm a little worried. Like, if he happens to, like, look in my bag, you know, while we're playing. Hey, what, what are you doing with this? Nothing. Nothing. I also this kind of looks to, like that one club. Yeah, I, I now have to figure out also, Kidder, how to play like a par three because we only ever use the weapon on par threes. <laughs> so I haven't actually like played a legitimate par three in like since college. So I, I mean, I don't even like, man, what club do I even use on a par three? I don't know. <clears throat> do I like I did to... because when I go golfing I do not have a weapon of my own we only in our group have two weapons one the original that you have mm -hmm. and the two the weapon 2.0 which Nico has and that one of course wrapped in reflective safety tape for your protection so <clears throat> really, I have to learn how to golf again on par threes. So what do I do? I tee off with the hybrid. In my clubs, I have the driver, your one wood, the three wood, and the five wood. And then the next club is a hybrid. I use that on a par three. I really shouldn't. Here's why. Lane can testify to this, in fact, that the last time we went golfing, which was May, or was it June? Somewhere in there, we went golfing as somewhat of a test pilot episode for a golf show that we wanted to do. Tried to get a bunch of footage together. I know we had four people, so I, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> um, number one, it wasn't that good, as in the golfing wasn't that good. The weather wasn't completely good either because there was about a 40-mile-per-hour wind for half of the day, and so it was hot but cold at the same time. And... Uh, yeah, I was just kind of there. But as I was saying, par three, got out the hybrid, and at the steel golf course, the par three in question tees off over this little ravine where you come back up on the other side and you have your green for the hole. And then it goes down into the ditch, and then the highway runs there. I cleared the highway with my hybrid. Best shot of the day. 
wasted it on a par three. <clears throat> Wasn't even drinking alcohol. So there's that. <laughs> you, you know, Kidder, what you should have done is after you guys recorded all that footage of you golfing, you should have done the editing and then brought me in to be like the golf narrator trying to like be serious about like the whole thing. Uh, Mark Kidder is stepping up to the uh, tee box now. He's using a hybrid. Uh, seems like a bad move for this uh, par three. And uh, here's the swing. He got all of that. Best shot he's had all day. And uh, that farmer is going to be really happy when he finds that ball while plowing his fields later. Let's all be glad that he didn't hit a cow, folks. <laughs> oh, I mean, <clears throat> the railroad tracks are on the other side of the, the highway, just so you know. And we found Lane's ball, which he also overshot into the ditch. But mine... There you go. <laughs> See, see, again, and also the fact that Lane was involved, there there could have just been so much, you know, because, again, even with that, it's like Kidder has clearly uh, hit the ball further than Lane while both have cleared the tee. Kidder has established his dominance by showing that, yes, he is the stronger man. <laughs> All day, every day, crushing that ball. Yeah, I mean, and truthfully, Kidder, if, if you were going to do a golf show, I, I think you need to go and look at more of um, Bill Murray had a golf show with his brothers. I don't know if you ever watched it. It was on Comedy Central. And it was them playing golf, but there was a lot of, like, golf shenanigans kind of throughout it. And that's probably where the lie that you guys should have gone with. And, like, hey, I could have loaned you the skirt. I have that still. I mentioned it. We played somewhat by those rules. However, none of us failed to surpass the women's tee box. So we didn't need the skirt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. So, well, Kidder, uh, I see on the, uh, the good old run sheet, a long list of stuff that you've uh, apparently been watching. So... Um, even though I know what the answer is, Kidder, what have you been watching lately? <clears throat> well, have you been watching anything? Uh, you know what? Okay. I, I watched some weird things, Kidder. Um, and recently, I don't know how I got on this, um, weird, uh, thing. I think it was because I was watching one playthrough and it led me to somebody else's content. I've been watching their content. I've been watching this guy, um, Purple Cliff, and he uh, he's a Pokemon streamer. And he's doing this thing. There's a, there's a hard mode that kind of the internet fan base community has created called a, um, a Nuzlocke. And it, it basically kind of comes down to three rules. Um, you could only catch the first Pokemon on any route. So you're very limited in what you get for Pokemon. Two, if your Pokemon faints, then it's gone. You don't get to use that Pokemon ever again. And if you run out, then you lose the game. And three, you have to name all your Pokemon so that when they do die, um, it causes the most um, trauma to you. 
possible. Anyway, he's been doing a series of videos where he does this Nuzlocke, but at the same time, his chat, because he live streams this, uh, can send him videos that play, and if they can make him laugh, then he has to get rid of a Pokemon. So it's kind of a race against the clock with them. And I will say, like, I, the thing that fascinates me about it is, like, the videos that they send in that make him laugh, I, you know me, I don't find a lot of that kind of humor funny. But to watch him suffer to not laugh throughout the whole thing is entertaining. Because it's just him, like, being tortured, trying not to laugh at some of these things. And he also just has a really great laugh, so when he does crack up, like... It's never like he goes, ha-ha, and chuckles, you know, a little bit. It's, like, full-blown. He's ended up on the floor a couple of times with it. And it's just his sheer enjoyment of it just makes it entertaining. So I, that's what I've been watching. But I'm kind of getting tired of those. So I'm kind of hoping the Geo Wizard goes on a straight-line mission or I find something better. But, yeah, that's what I've had on in the little bit of time that I've had to watch anything so i haven't really watched any tv or anything at all as it has been a lot of family time housework editing the podcast i did i'll throw it in here now as a teaser for things to come i did watch the uh second episode of um a flying foodies uh stopover show if you don't know who that is, folks, uh, the Flying Foodie, actually A Flying Foodie is his channel, um, is a friend of ours who is now a pilot and traveling the world. And he started his own uh, YouTube channel based around food and such. Um, he's got two episodes out. The th third one drops Sunday, Kidder, as of us recording this. So the third episode will be out. Um, they're really good. Um and such. So I, I've watched those two. Um, very good. And I believe he's going to join us sometime in the future on the podcast and we can talk to him about it because um, he's got some stories. So, Wunderbar. So, in my <clears throat> latest TV viewing, including really last week, because we didn't get to talk too much about the television viewing last week, uh, Ms. Marvel wrapped up season one essentially eh, it was it was all right eh. um the biggest thing was the cameo at the very end of the credits for the season finale episode <clears throat> the other piece is with marvel uh july 23rd during San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Marvel Studios announced their Phase 5, which takes us through 2030. So the next seven and a half years, essentially. Phase 6? I thought it was 5. Okay. Well, 6, 8, 9. <clears throat> Wherever we are in the multiverse... Trying to get that going. Uh, 
the list has been essentially released. It's a giant timeline. There's a few things, including the Avengers, Secret Wars, the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, Captain America, New, 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 new World Order, new, 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 new World Order, the Thunderbolts, the Multiverse Saga, Avengers, the Eternity War, which apparently uh, two of those Avengers movies are supposed to be a back-to-back, or maybe there's another couple of them that'll be back-to-back. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> uh, Red Guardian, Generation, Runaways, The New Era, The Nomad, Hercules, Rise of the Gods, Shang-Chi, and The Wreckage of Time, Midnight Suns, The Black Knight, Origins, Avengers Excursion, Avengers Timeless, Avengers Academy, which is also known as the Young Avengers, Captain America, Red, White, and Black, and Celestials, the End of Time. Those are all of the titles that have been released. And of course, with that, you take a little bit of a grain of salt because those are the project titles registered officially. Those titles might have small changes by the time they're actually released to the public. And that depends on the story development of the overall Marvel story arc in relation to the comic books and what the director decides to do for that individual film. The pieces that are already scheduled or have been worked on include Deadpool 3, Blade, another Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Mutants. <clears throat> Your take on the Marvel multiverse spewing forth many, many, many more pieces. Um, you know, there's some really interesting titles on there that'll be interesting to see what they do. Thunderbolts will be interesting to see which team they go with. I, I kid, I know you're not a big comics guy, but the Thunderbolts are villains who try to be heroes. So could be interesting in that sense uh, to see what they do with it. Um, another interesting piece of news that came out with this kidder is that when Disney bought Fox and, and got the movie rights and such, they also, because of that, there were contracts in place. So some of these folks who are going to be coming over and playing the X-Men are, it's because they're still contracted to play X-Men in a certain amount of films and such. So you're going to get to see some carryover from the X-Men into that. So there's that. Um, yeah, it's an interesting list. I I glanced through it and was kind of like, okay. And that's about all the more hyped I got because a movie that's all the way out there in 2030, I don't really care about right now. 
you know, I, I'm more interested in, in what's coming out next, you know? So, and even then, like I'm, I, I am way behind on the whole Marvel stuff. Cause after end game, I just, I haven't seen Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. I haven't seen the Eternals. I haven't seen Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. I have not seen Thor love and thunder. I've seen one division. I've seen one episode of the Falcon and winter soldier. And that's about it. And even then, there's some stuff before Endgame I haven't seen. I haven't seen the first Ant-Man movie. I haven't seen the second Ant-Man movie. I haven't seen uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, there's just so much with it that it's just almost... It's it's almost like pro wrestling. It's a little too much. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of okay if a slowdown, especially when they added in the, like, the series stuff, because it's like... I'd be okay with a little bit of a slowdown so that I could focus on some other things. And I know that's not in Disney's best interest, but I, I would appreciate it. You know, a little slowdown, a little chance to watch. <laughs> you got to gotta catch up. That's not you happening for a while. Sleep. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. You can't <laughs> sleep. No, no. You have to watch all of them. And I mean, you know that I have a good majority of them back here on the shelf and to i i do not have them in their official order of this movie and then this movie and then this movie and then this movie but i have a master list essentially through phase i don't know three or four that takes you through the timeline of how they happen in order cinematically not in their release order because that's something that bothers me it's when you go to this movie and you're like, when the hell does this take place? This is before this, but it's after this and there's pieces of this thing and whatever. And then it's trying to connect those. And you, again, you feel like the meme of all of the equations and you're like trying to figure out your own multiverse. So that bothers me, but. I do have to say, as I look over and uh, this week, officially, the uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse was released uh, officially to, on home video. So it's now on the shelf in the Steelbook collection. Thank you very much. <clears throat> um, but it's something to see. There's a lot of stuff to see, like you said. And to keep it straight is is kind of a job in of itself. And thanks to the internet for getting all of those timelines straight. And that's one of the things I want to do is eventually go back when we're to a point where, okay, we have 35 movies all in a row. These play in this order, go back and watch them and try and pick up because you've seen them all already try and pick up on other pieces and see if it connects a little bit better uh that's what i liked about uh uh captain america <clears throat> after that finished and the winter soldier and the falcon falcon and the winter soldier uh that piece together leading to the next movie Whereas Ms. Marvel, 
It's more of an origin story. It is really could have been a movie. It didn't specifically have to be a series of seven episodes. I mean, they could have made it a two-hour movie, and that would have been enough to really get the point across. Uh, Loki, excellent series. That one, they can totally make longer episodes and more of them, which season two is in development now they're in production now so looking forward to that uh i don't really know anything else about what's going on with the marvel verse other than that um the marvels is supposed to be doing reshoots right now and i guess it's not going well whatever that means <clears throat> Eh. but Ms. Yeah. Marvel apparently plays into that as well. So mm -hmm. again, kind of a lead up into that and Captain Marvel leading up to that. I don't know. I also have not seen uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Ant-Man, the second one, but they're, they're over on the, on the shelf trying to get around to them one of these days. Who knows? Maybe one of these okay. days when we do decide to go back, um, maybe we'll have to make it a thing on the show. Like, pick a movie, try to watch it like that week, and then maybe chat about it on the show. Start at the beginning, work our way through. I like your thinking, but not, but not so right the now. The first one would be Iron Man, right? Not right now. No. Well, no. not now. We can't watch no. him right now. No, no, I'm saying no to the What's first one being Iron Man. Incredible Hulk is first. The Incredible Hulk? Mm -hmm. Which one is that? Oh, no. That was technically, according to this list, it's Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, if you're going in by Captain Marvel. Right. And if you're then going Iron in Man, Iron Man 2, and then the Incredible Hulk. According it to. That, that that's if you're going in the like I was sorry I was talking about like the chronological order in which they were released not the like history. Oh, see, I want it where they make sense. <laughs> I don't know that they'll make sense that if you watch them in chronological order, but we can do it that way too, which is fine because Disney Plus sorts that all for me. So, yeah, Peter, <laughs> what else have you Allegedly. been watching? <laughs> Allegedly, well. Captain America, the first Avenger, which is on the shelf over there, is first on the list. So when we get there, we're going to get uh, the shield and get going. And this is where we hail Hydra. That the, yeah. where we do that. No. Um, the Orville. You're familiar with the Orville, right? Little bit. Tiny bit. So the Orville is... I know of Seth it. McFarlane. I haven't ever seen this though. Yeah. Sure. Haven't seen it. Uh, the first two seasons were on Fox. Fox was being the normal dicks that they are. And, uh, and I say that because they have had many, many a great series. And then they are cut short because Fox Network seems to be a bunch of dicks. So this, the Orville, two seasons on Fox. 
they were screwing with Seth MacFarlane and he said, well, fine, we'll find somebody else to do it. And Hulu was like, Hey, um, <clears throat> we're looking to expand our, uh, network and streaming service. Uh, we'll make it for you. All right. So it took them over two years of production to make the current season. And as of this week, nine episodes have been released in season three. I have to say, the visual effects are much better because they have a much higher budget. The storylines have been good. The uh, last episode was eight that we watched. Nine was released yesterday. Haven't watched it yet. But the episode was an hour and a half long, including credits <clears throat> the first half of the episode kind of a snoozer but then it really got going and i can appreciate that you know interesting content and the, the fact that they're able to create and let loose and also the fact that there are a bunch of previous star trek related producers executive producers writers graphic designers, consultants, etc., all working on this show with Seth MacFarlane really give this show a feel of almost Star Trek. So I can respect that. They also take some of the storylines from Voyager, Deep Space Nine, uh, some of the other, even Enterprise, <clears throat> because a lot of them worked on Enterprise as well. But have to say season three has been pretty damn good. And if you have Hulu or even uh, Disney Plus, which Howie Blues, I know you have, the Orville will be coming to Disney Plus. Uh, I mean, Hulu is part of the Disney Plus bundle. So that's what I have. So I can have ESPN to watch hockey and then Hulu and uh Disney Plus come along with it basically with the bundle so I can watch the rest of the stuff too and uh, get some enjoyment there. So there'll be something you'll have to catch up on one of these days on top of everything else and the millions of hours of other content you need to watch including Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And for Lane uh, he wants you to still uh, watch the Blu-ray that you have up on your shelf back there, Pacific Rim. <clears throat> just, just, you, you go on to talk about the next one. I, I got to fix something quick. <clears throat> Welcome back. Thanks. You know, I didn't actually say anything. It doesn't matter. Okay. <clears throat> Next, uh, we started a new series this week because uh, no current new Marvel series are out. Uh, no current Star Trek series are out because Lower Decks, the animated series, will be released on August 25th. So still essentially four weeks out from the next season of that being released. So 
with the Orville being the only series out that's producing the new content and a lot of other shows going on hiatus with the end of summer break, that sort of thing, we decided to start a new show. It's been on my list for quite some time, but we finally gave it a start. The Man in the High Castle, an Amazon Prime series. Uh, Howie Blues, you're familiar with this series. Uh, You have not watched it, correct? I have not watched it. It is based off the Philip K. Dick novel uh, of the same name. So, And I haven't read that uh, novel, but I'm I'm at least familiar with the plot, I, I I will say. And so basically the the plot backstory with no spoilers is that uh, this takes place if the U.S. and the Allies lost World War II. So the U.S. and North America, for lack of a better term, has been split. So... The Nazis control basically the eastern third and change of the U.S. about to the central plains. The Rocky Mountain area of the country is what they call the neutral zone. Interesting term. I wonder what Star Trek series they got that from. So there's that. And then the West Coast is controlled by the Imperial Army of Japan. And so there's some tension between Japan and the Nazis about control because this takes place in the 60s. So, of course, the uh, Axis essentially, has taken over uh, through the years, have had control of the allied countries for now about 20 years. And just the chaos and totalitarianism that has been going on. And we're three episodes in, four. Um I have enjoyed the series so far. My biggest complaint, which, you know, it shouldn't even really be a complaint because it's very hard to replicate 1960s America. That isn't actually America. It's Nazi or Japanese controlled. <laughs> so you have to do a lot of chroma keying, the green screen or blue screen, graphic design. And to some degree, you can really tell. Like, I can tell. And it kind of bothers me. But I understand. So I can really look past it and enjoy the show. Um, Very interesting. It's very cerebral in nature. Makes you think what's happening, what potentially could happen next. Uh, There is a lot that goes on and little nuances you need to pay attention to. And 
I recommend checking it out. The Man in the High Castle. From my understanding, there's four seasons, and I believe either the fourth was the last or the fifth is soon to be released and will be the last. Yeah, it's been on my list. Uh, check it out at some point. So I'll I'll get to it eventually, maybe one of these days when I don't have kids. Or at least kids living in the house. Yeah. Yeah, good good job rephrasing that because that's a little <laughs> bit sketchy at first. It, just, it did. It did. Uh, otherwise, last week, the return. I say return because even though it's a brand new show in title and network, it's essentially the return of Live PD. It's the show called On Patrol Live. It airs on Reels Network or Reels TV, R-E-E-L-Z, like a newsreel or perhaps a movie reel. Three hours following America's Finest, different uh, agencies around the country seeing what they get into and uh, just kind of a little social commentary of sorts from Dan Abrams, Sean Sticks Larkin, retired from Tulsa PD, and uh, a, a new individual, I forget his last name, but his first name's Curtis, and he is a lieutenant with the uh, uh, one of the police departments that they work with. So there's that. Very good. Uh, the production value it's the same from when they were uh, rolling around with live PD two years ago, uh, pretty much <clears throat> when they were uh, canceled and cops was canceled and any show of actual interest was canceled. So looking forward to uh, third episode aired tonight, fourth episode aired tomorrow, and I'll take a watch of those and see what kind of crazy stuff happens. <clears throat> On a related note, I brought up this week to somebody uh, who was visiting me in my office about how we used to watch cops back in the day. And we would play the what's going to happen in this segment game. You remember that, Howard? Yep, I remember it fondly. So we would watch the replays of the old episodes from a year ago, two years ago, five, ten plus years ago. Okay, what's going to happen on the next segment? Well, I think it's going to be this. I think it's going to be this. Okay. And I, for some reason, had an outstanding ability to predict what was going to happen in the next segments? Well, it turns out that uh, Howie Blues over there figured out that I had seen all these episodes multiple times. And like a photographic memory, for some reason, can remember pretty much every episode of Cops and said, oh, I think this segment's going to be this. And what did it happen to be? Well, look at that. It's this. Wow! 
So then the game got changed where the only time that we could play that game was on the new episodes because none of us had seen it, and that way it was fair all around. <laughs> so, Kidder, you want some controversy? Because I always, always do. That's good, because, boy, there's been a lot, and I'll try and be quick, because I know we're running long on uh, on some of this. Yeah, I know. Um uh, so really, a uh, couple of big things that have been controversial in the uh, board gaming world. Uh, the first comes from a company, Kidder, that I support. Um, and I'm a little alarmed by this, and I'm a little worried about it. Uh, Mythic Games, who have made such fine games as Solomon Kane, Mythic Battles Pantheon, and a couple others that I own, Um they came out in the last few weeks and basically one of the kickstarters they did was for a game called darkest dungeon which was basically a um, taking a video game darkest dungeon and making a board game out of it uh they had to come back and basically ask uh the backers of that who have already backed the game done the pledge manager paid their shipping uh hey guys um we need more money to actually ship the game. Um, so they, they, they had to come back and ask people to basically contribute more. Otherwise you weren't getting your, your game. They can't get it shipped out of China. To be fair, mythic has, uh, mythic has in the past where they have come up short on the shipping, have just paid and covered the shipping to a tune of, I think throughout all their Kickstarters, they've spent $1.2 million to cover in shipping and this time it's just too much now i didn't back darkest dungeon but i did back a game by them called hell the last saga which was supposed to be in my hands uh june of 2021 so it's over a year late we don't have it um, and the uh, the big ruckus, at least in that crowd, is when are they going to come back and ask us for more money to cover shipping? Because it's a much older game than Darkest Dungeon, and in the whole landscape, Dark- the Darkest Dungeon Kickstarter was after the Hell Kickstarter. So there's kind of a question of that. Um, otherwise, I'm sitting on uh, Rainbow Six Siege was also done by Mythic. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, those There hasn't been any asks yet, but there could be. Another company that's going through the same thing is a company called Blacklist Miniatures. Uh, they did a set of miniatures, that fantasy setting, and they're running into the same problem where they're now having to beg their backers for more money in order to ship the product. And actually, theirs is even more embarrassing, Kidder. Theirs, they actually got to the United States and into a warehouse, but they can't afford to pay the warehouse. So the warehouse is holding the miniatures and not <laughs> shipping them out because Blacklist Miniatures, I, I'm trying to remember the number that they showed. It was like $340,000 they still owed to this uh, to the warehouse company. So, um, yeah, so that's it. But... Both of those stories, Kidder, got blown out of the water this week by yet another game company uh, by the name of Privateer Press. 
uh, known for their game War Machine and Hordes, a game that's been on the market for 20-some years. Uh, they've also did Riot Quest and what's the other big one? Um, oh, yeah, Monster Apocalypse, a game that, uh, you know, is about giant kaiju fighting, you know, like in the hit film, Pacific Rim, which is, yes, Kidder, now on the shelf behind me. Um, Glad you found that. Yeah, They're, they had a big announcement uh, this week, Kidder, and the, the big announcement is they are releasing the fourth edition of War Machine and Hordes. But what makes this announcement uh, different was some of the things that came with it. It wasn't just that, hey, there's going to be a new edition and new rules. It was things like, hey, guys, for 20-some years, we have had new model releases every month. And so our, you know, our product catalog is over 2,000 miniatures. So no store wants to carry it because it takes up too much space. It's hard for players to learn because... You know, you have to basically learn what 2,000 plus models do. So, hey, we're going to not only is this a new edition, but instead of you getting to use all your old models, we're going to basically create two formats. One is unlimited play where, yes, you can use all of those. However, it's not going to be as competitive or as focused on quite as much as our prime format, which now has specific armies and you are very limited in what you use, and not all of your old figures are going to work in Prime, which has upset a lot of people. Uh, they also said, you know what? We can't afford to make metal miniatures anymore. It's just too pricey. We can't afford to do plastic production over in China, um, and because we've seen some of the problems with shipping and all of that. So they are going to go to completely 3D printed models, which... We'll see. There's a lot of people upset about that. And so um, with any change like this, uh, man, Kidder, I, my Facebook feed has been full of people being like, okay with this change. Some people being upset, all that. But Kidder, I had the best comment come across my Facebook feed tonight. And I have to read this to you because I think this guy put this whole scandal into terms that you can understand. So here we go. This is from a uh, poster, Ramsey Ramsey. And he puts this. I think if War Machine, I think of War Machine editions as if they were Metallica albums. MK1, so the first edition, would be Kill Em All. MK2 would be Master of Puppets or Ride the Lightning. MK3 would be And Justice for All. And MK4 looking like it'll be the Black Album. So that, that's what he put. <clears throat> Don't bring that all hibbity-bibbity up in here. Give me the, the, you'll, you'll love some of these uh, follow-up comments that were made such as this one, uh, more like MK1 is kill them all. MK2 is lightning. MK3 is puppets and MK4 is reloaded. Now reload was a good album. Cut that crap out. Yeah. The, the initial uh, poster put this, I said MK3 was justice for all, 
because it was good, but no bass. <sighs> mm -hmm. Another poster put, uh, Mark Forer so far might be Saint Anger, to which was responded, fair choice. I picked my least favorite, but Saint Anger is awful too. If you want awful, you need to do the Lou Reed collaboration with Metallica called Lulu. Mm. That was terrible. Uh, if, in fact, I have a hard time enjoying anything with that album. The only thing that I could do is go to the edits where they take out Lou Reed that it's just Metallica playing and then it makes it better. And the song's only two minutes or three minutes at that point. But then you don't have some senile old guy. I'm like, are you okay? Are you passing a kidney stone? Do you have diarrhea or are you trying to say something? <clears throat> I'll give you one last uh, comment on this, Kidder, and then uh, we can move on to a different topic. And uh, sorry, future Howard, but <laughs> I, I liked this comment too much to not share it. Uh, this one goes, I don't know. The MK4 movement rules seem a lot like Bob <laughs> Rock's snare sound from St. Anger. Anyway, uh, Bob Rock wasn't specifically behind that snare. It was a tone at the time and <clears throat> Lars was experimenting a bit. So the trash can came into play. Calm down. There's worse music out there. Trust me. I hear it on octane every day. I, I, I'm just thinking kidder that we need more board game content that is based around rating systems on Metallica albums as a way to keep you engaged in this topic. Huh. I mean, that's probably the most engaged I've been in a board game topic <clears throat> ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's it for the controversy. I'll keep you guys updated as I hear more. Perfect. I saved you. You didn't have to sit there for all night. I just figured I'd let you awkwardly sit there for at least 10 seconds. <laughs> it, it's all right. It's good for your posture. <laughs> sure. I'm, sure. Help me help you. <laughs> so I do have some happy, but yet very sad news to share that many Many people may already know, but legendary broadcaster Phil Parker, who I had the pleasure of working with, not only working with, but uh, the pleasure of listening to as I grew up, uh, he worked on K-Fire 550, the voice of the Northern Plains. Broadcasting out of Bismarck, not only to five United States states, but also three Canadian provinces and across the country on iHeartRadio and KFYR.com. You can tell I used to work with him, but we had ourselves a hell of a time. 
So much fun, in fact, that uh, you'd think that the Packers won the Super Bowl. I say that as somewhat of a joke because of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode. The Attack of the Giant Spiders. It's on YouTube. Yes, the entire movie is on YouTube. Please go watch it, and then you'll understand that joke a little bit better. Packers! 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 <clears throat> Plus, it features some people that you might recognize from older TV shows. I digress. Phil Parker signed off and hung up the headphones today after 28 years of broadcasting on K-Fire. Uh, he started out in 1989 here in Bismarck on K-Fire and took a bit of a vacation from K-Fire in 1999 until 2004 when he made his triumphant return until January 28th. No, 29th. It hasn't been midnight yet. January 29th, 2022, when he signed off officially for the final time. So uh, I do have to say, had some of the greatest times in radio broadcasting with Phil, doing the live radio bits in the morning, playing off of each other, the excessive sarcasm. I mean, it's it's a lot like this show because Howard and I think a lot alike and Phil and I think a lot alike and have the same sort of humor. And so just being able to share those pieces throughout the, the day, it just made it fun to come into work at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> which, you know, that's not fun to get up at that time and go to work. But I have to say, it's an honor and a privilege to not only to be able to grow up listening to Phil on the radio, but then to be able to share the airwaves with a consummate professional as Phil is. And in fact, he, he uh, played one of the bits that he and I is his genius. I have to say that. Uh, but uh, we collaborated on what if the Weather Channel came out with a new series? It's not just tornado chasing. What else could you chase? Drizzle chasers. Yes. There are stages of drizzle, stages for rainbows, various other things. It was a great radio bit. And he said that it's one of his favorites. And the fact that you listen to something five or more years after you created it and you still laugh like the first time you heard it, you know, it's good. And that one, that one was good. <clears throat> it, uh, it was better than the pilot car bit, but the pilot car bit was funny too. Uh, basically, as I was leaving the radio business, we did a, another bit about uh, me going off to pilot car training school so that I could uh, adequately lead vehicles across the country. 
just ridiculous uh some of those will live on for uh however long until they end up deleting them at kfyr.com you can uh, just go to the phil parker show and find out some funny bits including his sign off today uh, which uh he told me that uh it was pretty tough at, at points but uh he wrote down some bullet points as to what he wanted to talk about and he was able to go through and get those accomplished so we uh will hopefully here in maybe a month or so uh once he gets a little bit settled from the move uh have him on and then he can tell us about how the old days in radio went without this fandangled technology you know, like compact discs and tape players. <laughs> you talk about old reel-to-reels and record players and the smoky control rooms and big tubes set up and all kinds of crazy analog stuff that now essentially fits into your phone. But anyway, again... Big congratulations, Phil, on making it through all those years and punishment of putting up with me as your co-host for months at a time and going to Ballard's Resort up in Lake of the Woods country there and having a good 4th of July weekend. That was a lot of fun as well. So from us here at Triple B, Thanks for your contributions and hilarity for all these years. You will be missed on the radio as a voice of the Northern Plains. Looking forward to your next piece or pieces. He was talking about doing TikTok videos today with finger puppets. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Anyway. Hopefully we can get them on the show here in uh, the future and have some more laughs. Uh, I think there were a couple times when you got to meet Phil, if I remember correctly. Not really. No. No. Except for, like, I think there's maybe one occasion where, like, I was out with you and he happened to be in, like, the, the same venue. But, yeah, no. We will change that in the near <laughs> future. The other cool thing is he went to school with uh, the original creator of Mystery Science Theater at 3000. So it's like a personal connection there to those movies and uh, the jokes that are laid into those movies. Because uh, Phil said they used to do that in high school where they would watch an old movie like that and they'd sit around and crack comments to the movie and that uh it was kind of the start of uh, the mystery science theater shtick so pretty cool when you think about it anyway <clears throat> let's move on we're almost done with this show thanks for sticking with us you can stick it to us at beerbluesbs.com how buy our merch like us on facebook Subscribe to us on the audio platforms or like us on YouTube. Please, thank you. We appreciate it. 
beerbluesbs.com. Yeah, I was just going to say, Kidder, I, I know there's a couple of topics left on the uh, old run sheet, but um, we have crossed the two-hour mark, and it's been a good show. I don't really want to cut anything. So, uh, Kidder, we've been talking for a while. You might as well continue the cheap plugs. Don't worry. We'll record the other stuff here shortly. I have ideas. Okay. So, what I would have to say is that you should go to thebeerbluesps.com. I think you should do that. You know why? Well, that's because we got the merch. Sweet merch on there, like the pint glasses and the shirts and the stickers. You can even get the pictures to put on the wall there. The designs, thebeerbluesbs.com. They're all on there. Please visit us. We appreciate your patronage. Other than that, you can sponsor the show. We'd love for you to do that. Just give us a, a little bit of an email there at beerbluesbs.com. Ask about sponsoring the show because we could put your logo here or here or here and talk about your product right there on the show. Have the sponsorship to help us keep on going to the next episode or something like that. <coughs> the next phase of this tier thing we call the cheap plugs we're all over the place on the auto versions like iHeartRadio, the pandora even spotify stitcher fm apple podcast google podcast amazon Podcasts. it's all over the place even imdb player fm if you have one of them their audio services please join us search for us beer blues bs dot com or just in the search bar there beer blues and bs if uh, you also want to like us on facebook that would be cool too facebook.com slash beer blues bs okay that's about it for this year episode <clears throat> excuse me while i clear my throat just going to not talk like that anymore for tonight anyway He's Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this edition and every edition of Beer Blues and BS. We do appreciate you joining us for every episode. See you again on the next one. Of course, you got to keep your beer at least half full or at least your glass half full because there's free beer tomorrow. And, you know, we will catch you on down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you on the next Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Yeah. Hey, another episode in the can. A good one. 
That's our good one. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. I was sitting here looking at the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've crossed the two hour mark. You know, and what do I cut? Like, I can't think of like, hey, here's a section that was maybe a little weak. Or, hey, here's a good section I could check, take out and put in a clip show. Um, except for maybe this stuff here at the end. Uh, which, uh, Kidder, you, you see Topic 8, Grill Off. There's been uh, been some words back and forth, at least in the uh, the old YouTube comments, about uh, a possibly a grill off between you and the local geek. Yeah, yeah, I saw that him stepping up. Think this is, huh? Trying to beat Bobby Flay or something? I blow that guy out of the water. <clears throat> Come on now. I'm all for it. And I mean, there's good food all around. What's on the menu? What are the challenges? What are the games? What could be played? I don't know. Yeah. So I think, Kidder, and we'll, we'll make the invite. I think the local geek needs to return to the show. And we need to uh, establish some rules. What this is going to be. What this is going to look like. And have a special edition of Beer Blues and BS of cooking with Kidder versus uh, grilling with the geek and uh, find out whose cooking is supreme. Hmm. Do you smell what the Kidder is cooking? Uh, no, it's, it's kind of allergy season. I'm all stuffed up, but. Uh... Yeah. That's good because if you smelled something burning, you might be having a stroke because I'm not cooking anything. <laughs> and I don't like burning things either. So that's, that's another piece. <laughs> <laughs>